Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 11 The Wonderful City of Oz Part 4 So the Tin Woodman was forced to return sorrowfully to his friends and tell them of the terrible beast he had seen. They all wondered greatly at the many forms the great wizard could take upon himself. And the lion said, Oh, if he is a beast when I go to see him, I shall roar my loudest and so frighten him that he will grant all I ask. And if he is the lovely lady, I shall pretend to spring upon her and so compel her to do my bidding. And if she is the great head, he will be at my mercy, for I will roll this head all about the room until he promises to give us what we desire. So be of good cheer, my friends, for all will yet be well. The next morning, the soldier with the green whiskers led the lion to the great throne room and bade him enter the presence of Oz. The lion at once passed through the door and, glancing around, saw to his surprise that before the throne was a ball of fire, so fierce and glowing he could scarcely bear to gaze upon it. His first thought was that Oz had by accident caught on fire and was burning up. But when he tried to go nearer, the heat was so intense that it singed his whiskers, and he crept back tremblingly to a spot nearer the door. Then a low, quiet voice came from the ball of fire, and these were the words it spoke. I am Oz, the great and terrible. Who are you, and why do you seek me? The lion answered, I'm a cowardly lion, afraid of everything. I came to you to beg that you give me courage, so that in reality I may become the king of beasts, as men call me. Why should I give you courage? demanded Oz. Because of all wizards you are the greatest, and alone have power to grant my request, answered the lion. The ball of fire burned fiercely for a time, and the voice said, Bring me proof that the wicked witch is dead, and that moment I will give you courage. But as long as the witch lives, you must remain a coward. The lion was angry at this speech, but could say nothing in reply. And while he stood silently gazing at the ball of fire, it became so furiously hot that he turned tail and rushed from the room. He was glad to find his friends waiting for him and told them of his terrible interview with the wizard. "'What shall we do now?' asked Dorothy sadly. "'There is only one thing we can do,' returned the lion, "'and that is to go to the land of the Winkies and seek out the wicked witch and destroy her.' "'But suppose we cannot?' said the girl." "'Then I shall never have courage,' declared the lion. "'And I shall never have brains,' added the scarecrow. "'And I shall never have a heart,' spoke the tin woodman. "'And I shall never see Aunt Em and Uncle Henry,' said Dorothy, beginning to cry. "'Be careful,' cried the green girl. "'The tears will fall on your green silk gown and spot it.' So Dorothy dried her eyes and said, "'I suppose we must try it. "'But I'm sure I do not want to kill anybody, even to see Aunt Em again. "'I will go with you, but I'm too much of a coward to kill the witch,' said the lion. "'I will go, too,' declared the scarecrow. "'But I shall not be of much help to you. I am such a fool.' "'I haven't the heart to harm even a witch,' remarked the tin woodman. "'But if you go, I shall certainly go with you.' 
Therefore it was decided to start upon their journey the next morning, and the woodman sharpened his axe on the green grindstone and had all his joints properly oiled. The scarecrow stuffed himself with fresh straw, and Dorothy put new paint on his eyes that he might see better. The green girl, who was very kind to them, filled Dorothy's basket with good things to eat and fastened a little bell around Toto's neck with a green ribbon. They went to bed quite early and slept soundly until daylight, when they were awakened by the crowing of a green cock that lived in the backyard of the palace and the cackling of a hen that had laid a green egg. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.